good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cuff, Henny Cutter, Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanjahade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You're right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by Minnesota 350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Hey, I'm really happy to have Alex Buffalohead on today, and I had to coerce her. I don't know. Uh, I have to buy her a coffee next time I see her, but I'm really excited to have her on because we're going to talk about a, a couple things uh, like that happened today and kind of what she does for Native American Community Development Institute. And then she's in a band, too, so it's just going to be a, a all, an all-encompassing interview with Alex. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, and uh, at this short notice, I know Robert uh, is up north, and I think he told me, but you know, Alex, I got a good memory, but it's short. Me too, so it's all good. <laughs> Maybe apologies <laughs> to our audiences, but... <laughs> cool. Fun. Well, I appreciate you being on, but let's let's talk about today. Haley and I were at uh, the powwow grounds with the Four Sisters event that we love, and I love to go out there. Uh, I know that in years past you've helped out with that, but you're also there as a supportive uh, a co-worker, uh, and uh, it's always a good time to go see people and, and walk around and peruse around, and there was a band today. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. Um, the Four Sisters Farmers Market, it's a weekly market that takes place on Thursdays for those who haven't um, heard of it or been there, located on the American Indian Culture Corridor on East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. And so today, um, the band Pretendians, who they're not pretend Indians, um, I always kind of chuckle when I hear their name, but um, they were playing today and trying out new, um, new songs for the new album that's going to be released soon. Yeah, uh, and it was just a great vibe. I had a uh, uh, fry bread pizza, which, you know, is not good for my waist, but I had only a couple pieces, and I handed out a couple, and then I had a couple more before I uh, got on the show tonight. Um, delicious coffee shop. You're beautiful, you know, uh, I want to say museum, but it's an art area. The uh, I, That... That work in there, Haley and I walked in there, and that I've seen it a couple times already since being at the powwow grounds. Speak on that. That is just what you have in there right now is beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, so, Nacti, we kind of maybe other Robert Willigren talks to this, but for new listeners, um, Nacti is a native led nonprofit organization, and we kind of focus in. Um, three areas of arts and culture, voter engagement, and food access. And so through the through the arts and culture kind of area, we have an arts gallery called All My Relations Gallery. And it's, I believe it's one of the, one of the two longest standing kind of arts native premier galleries in, in the Midwest and in Minneapolis. And currently we're exhibiting a show called Pitwewetam, which means um, making, or no, Pitwewetam making his music. and it's on view until June 10th. And so this exhibition uh, presents artwork, beadwork, regalia from the Gufson family. I have problems with pronunciation, so I apologize if I'm saying it wrong. But of Shannon, Ryan, Justine, and Jade, and they honor their son and brother, Pitwewetem, Rolling Thunder, who is um, the late Jesse Gufson, who traveled on to the spirit world um, in his car accident in 2015 and so it's it's really powerful and, and kind of a healing place for folks to come and just see how this family is celebrating their relative um through different um art forms wow and it's Haley. from canada yeah sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you Haley. Yeah. 
What did you think? I know you, that was the first time that you saw it. Uh, Haley, were you as amazed as I was about the beadwork and the beautiful dresses and the, the baby cradles, the moccasins? Yes, I was. I That was my first time um, being at the powwow grounds, actually. Um, so, yeah, we walked in, uh, saw the cute little coffee shop, which <laughs> their menu was amazing. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the art gallery with everything um, was beautiful it was like a circle um with uh uh ribbon dresses skirt. ribbon skirt ribbon skirt skirts and um yeah i read all the stories on top of them too um people wrote their stories of losing their loved ones and it made me really emotional um and i had to stand there and read every single one and um just to pay my respect and and walked around and looked at all the amazing beadwork and stitching that goes into that and just realizing how much time that probably takes. I mean, I can't even imagine, but they, it was so beautiful. And if you haven't been out there, definitely it's worth going out there and looking and taking a look for sure. Yeah. And it's ending June 10th, as Alex said, I think uh, there's, there's things in the gallery over the times, but what I heard is that this is one of the most talked about ones that you've had in a long time, Alex. Yeah, I believe the Star Tribune named it like the top three summer exhibitions um, in their calendar. I could be mistaken, so I kind of want to share that humbly. <laughs> but it <laughs> is, and on June, next week, June 7th, on Wednesday, we're going to be hosting kind of like a virtual closing since the curator um, and the artists are in Canada. But um, I'm going to put in the chat the link to the event right for folks. Curators Jean and Leanne Marshall will be joining artist Shannon for a discussion about the exhibition and talk about love and grief and the act of giving. Yeah. Powerful, 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 powerful. I, uh, Native American Community Development Institute does so much for the corridor and uh, it's fun because we've had a lot of the, the people that work with you on at the same time on, on Native Ritz Radio and of course Robert usually stops in every Thursday and it's just really it's powerful, uh, and it's powerful what you guys do and, and, and in the vibe that I feel with all the workers there that work there. I, it's just, it's on a, I can't really explain it, but I really like to go there and, and say hi to you and hi to your coworkers. And Destiny did a really good job. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a special place. Thanks for saying that. I think there's the fact of there being a gathering space for folks to have coffee and see art it just feels a lot warmer than in the market instead of maybe other places where it's just kind of going to room and it's maybe quiet and you're kind of like, am I invited? Where here it's like you see people or you meet people and they're just so warm and welcoming and inviting. Yeah. And I'm excited too, because you know, this is my go-to place. If I'm working, I can still get over there for at least an hour during lunch. And, uh, uh, I love coming in and seeing people. I saw a bunch of ho chunks there, uh, you know, sneaking in and out, you know. But we were we were there and represented. And and Destiny's a ho chunk who uh, who's now the curator, I guess would be the word of the market. Yeah, Destiny. This is her first season, kind of managing and leading the market. And um, if folks are interested or available next week, she's going to do another mm -hmm. raffle. So just find her at the market table and say that Native Roots sent you and um, and then the following week on the 15th we're going to be doing a food share demo with Derek Nicholas and he will be making a recipe with the Dream of Wealth Health CSA box so there'll be like a food tasting on the 15th on Thursday. Wow well I better get there in time because you know how I like to food taste. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey we're here with Alex Bufflehead. Uh, of, uh, Na of NADKE, Native American Community Development Institute here in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis. And we're just talking over a beautiful day. And uh, I want to get uh, into uh, what you do besides this. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that because I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Hey, we're going to be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. ho -wah. Hey, 
Ilgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. When we heal from our traumas. When we face our fears. Let go of our addictions. When we relearn our values. When we live our teachings. Respecting our elders. Cherishing and honoring our children. When we honor and take care of our spirit. There will be no room left for sexual violence. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. When it comes to mental health, connections with others can be a way forward. How do you reach out when you need someone? What do you do to support those who struggle? Whether you're struggling or know someone who struggles, see connections as comfort, hope, and joy. Like sending a text, sharing a moment, offering a hug, seeing an old friend, seeing your grandma. Together, we can find ways to create a path forward. Visit cmentalhealth.org. Visit cmentalhealth.org. Hey, this is Robert Pilot. I taught in St. Paul Public Schools for over 25 years, and I want you to join the team and make a difference in our children's future. Right now, St. Paul Public Schools is offering hiring and retention bonuses up to $10,000 for a variety of teaching and classroom support positions for the next school year. Grow in a supportive and fulfilling public school setting. Limited bonuses are available, so don't delay. Apply at spps.org slash careers. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman 1, U.S. Penitentiary, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. The show is supported by the Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis. Yes, it is. Hey, we're here with Alex Buffalohead, and we're talking, uh, well, we're talking about the Avenue and Franklin Avenue and uh, the great things that Native American Community Development Institute does here in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, and specifically uh, Franklin Avenue. Alex, I want to ask you about your other career. And I know we were talking a little bit about it today when we were, I want you to talk about the band you're in. Okay, cool. For a second, I was like, wait, which gig? Because <laughs> I do a little bit of art curation on the side too, but I, I love oh. talking about music too. <laughs> wow, yeah. cool. Cool. Well, tell us a little bit about the group you're in. And I know it's, it's awesome. You have uh, uh, family members that are in this. So uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so it's a family band, but not like the Partridge family. We're a little bit... Oh. <laughs> maybe a little bit more fun than them <laughs> <laughs> but the name is blue dog and um the name comes from the the name of the lake in sisseton i think my mom wanted to name it after black dog village but because of the names i think used in other products and stuff um she asked her aunties if it was okay and they're like yeah and we've actually met like the blue dog family and they've kind of given us their blessing that's kind of the name, or that's where the name comes from. But we're a blues rock band. Um, I'm the keyboard player and vocalist. I've written a few songs, but a lot of the music and lyrics have been written by my parents. And our last album that came out before the pandemic is called Take a Stand. And we worked with Keith Sokola and he helped write a song with us. So that was just like an incredible honor and just, yeah, incredible to work with him with um, this kind of side job, but also work with him for my day job at NACTI. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, so, uh, what other kind of music do you play? Do you do covers? Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So we, I mean, we predominantly have like do original music. I think we have four albums, but maybe five, I could be mistaken. And we do have, we do play some covers of like blues rock songs, um, just to kind of fit the different range of 
audiences and places that we perform at. So we kind of, we play it, played at libraries, done bar gigs, which maybe aren't always my favorite, but you get interesting dancers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've done music festivals. Uh, we played on the corridor a couple of times for the open streets festival that used to take place in Franklin. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, um, you're behind the keyboard, so that would be like the Christy McVie uh, kind of uh, backup singing and lead, take a lead song here and there? Sure. I'll take that Just, as a really big compliment. <laughs> right on. Um, and then your mom and father are in this? Yeah, my mom's a lead vocalist, and she does, like, percussionists of, like, she has a tambourine and a little egg and different. Um, so she's she's Stevie Nicks then yeah. with the, tab, yeah. the tambourine. For yeah. sure. <laughs> and sometimes she'll have a scarf on her microphone stand. So, yeah, you guys totally nailed it. And right then my on. dad's well, the guitar player. Yeah. Wow. And uh, you're their daughter. What? So that, that must be just fun. Go ahead, Haley. What is the band called? Oh, it's called Blue Dog. Blue Dog. Sometimes I mumble, so I apologize. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, that's So how many years have you been doing that? I've been doing it since I'm 16 and I'm 32 years old. So I can't really do math. I do more. That's 16 years. Yeah. That's 16 yeah. years. And so I 16... think the band's been around since 20, 2001. So wow. 25. That must have be kind of fun to, uh, I mean, as a parent to have their daughter playing along with them. Did you play anything else other than keyboard in school or? Mm, I mean, I like dabbled a little bit with the cello where they like introduce it to you for orchestra for like a week or something. And I've taken some guitar lessons and I, I might want to go back to that. And I just, the bass is something else that I want to like take the time, stop spending so much time on my phone and just <laughs> go for it. Cause it's just, yeah. When I hear music, I definitely hear the bass in songs. Yeah, I I I love the bass in um, my old music that I liked. I liked the '70s, like Tower Power and uh, Stevie Wonder, and all the all the great uh, funk bands back there. Which was all you know, you got to have the bass beat. For sure, yeah. I feel blessed in that our parents made us kind of listen to good music, so <laughs> we got a little bit spoiled. I feel like compared to nowadays. Yeah, we won't get into that, but yeah, I agree. Um, you know, my XM radio is stuck on either AM 950 or uh, X, uh, Sirius Radio where I'm listening to the 70s. Really, it's like, it never fails. It never fails me. There's uh, good music there that I grew up with, but also there was good. it was a good time to listen to music. Yeah, for sure. And also being like introduced to like Redbone by my grandpa that and i remember him playing um funky town i feel like that was one of our songs so yeah very <laughs> fortunate well did you say with uncle bud you broke up there just for a second oh with with my grandpa bud yeah in his pickup truck i remember being little and he'd play it as we'd like drive down to like mankato powwow or yeah driving right to school. well won't you take me to funky town <laughs> yes yeah. yes well, I grew up, too, with the, the Minneapolis sound, too, when Prince was first starting, and you had all those funk bands, and um, it was a great place uh, to listen to music. And I, I still think there's a lot of stuff going on around the cities, but I'm just, like, not in that demographic anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah, bo Boomer Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good one, Haley. Haley with the jokes there. <laughs> Gotta have them. <laughs> yeah, so... So when are you guys playing again? Yeah, so our next gig uh, is next week, June 8th. We're playing at the Lakefront Park Bandshell in Hudson, Wisconsin from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Otherwise, um, you can find us and other gigs on our website, bluedognativeblues.com. And July 15th, I'm really excited. We're playing Minnesota Orchestra's International Day of Music. We're playing a set at 5 p.m. And I believe on Nicollet Mall, they're going to have different stages of folks playing from all over so we're really looking forward to it wow that that's fun so would would you say that this is a profession or a hobby because that sounds pretty serious <laughs> i 
I mean, maybe we take it serious, but it's just out of love. We just, yeah, we really, it's medicine. Yeah. Wow. Really good way to put it. And then what were you saying? What kind of songs, uh, covers do you sing? I sing uh, like a Lynn Barton's. It's a song that's, it's kind of funny because I'm married, but it's called, I need to figure out who the original author is or the writer, but it's, you can have my husband, but please don't mess with my man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's got pretty funny lines in it. Like my man like, is little, he looks like a frog, things like that. Keep on going. Keep on going. Something like, oh, hot dog or yeah. I need to practice. Right. Well, I gave you opportunity there. Um, yeah. So are you guys ever going to play at the market? Has that ever come up or you're, um, I know your parents are working still. Yeah. I mean, we, I think our drummer, Greg, he's kind of living the retired life. And so I guess this is his full-time gig. I don't, we might have to talk to Destiny. I think we played the farmer's market a couple years ago when I was younger. Wow. Back when I was younger. Jeez, <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're young now. I'm old enough to be your, uh, your choka, which is grandpa in Ho-Chunk. <laughs> <laughs> so Haley, do you got any uh, questions? Because Haley is uh, dabbling with some music too now and, uh, and uh, getting back into it. And like you said, music is medicine. I, I played trumpet for, well, for 50 some years, you know, and uh, started, you know, on and off the last 10 years, but it's fun to pick up. I got a guitar. Uh, I love uh, playing America, you know, been through the desert with a horse with no name. That's two chords through the whole, uh, the whole song. And I, I got it down. Right. That's such a good song too. I feel like. Such a good one. Who sings that? America. Okay. Yeah, Thanks. no, I got, you know, my dad used to be in a band, my, my Jaji, and uh, with uh, my, my other Dega. And uh, I think that band was called the Propanes back in the day. <laughs> it was like a garage band, but they, they called it that because uh, in Minnesota, it gets so cold, they had to have their propane tanks going in the garage to heat it up. So they were called called the propanes. Uh, yeah, so my, my Jaji, my dad played bass guitar and actually got his old bass right back right back here, uh, if you're watching on Facebook on our video stream, but needs a couple new strings and, and she should be good to go. But no, I'm, I've been kind of dabbling with uh, playing tabs on electric guitar and it's hard, man. You gotta have the finger structure uh, and just the talent, honestly, it's, it's a hard instrument to play. Well, Haley, I was going to have you play some music for us. I see the guitar back there. And, uh, when we get out of this segment here, play some, uh, some squib cakes or something. Boom, 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 Okay. Yeah. I don't think I know that one, but I think, um, no, like Alex, you were talking and, and Dega, you too, like the seventies stuff. Um, I, I love the eighties classic rock, classic rock. I mean, there's, there's my, that's my favorite, but um, I think the, like the only tabs I know how to play are like some audio slave and ACDC. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Ooh, that's good. Hey, we're going to come back after this short break with Alex Bufflehead, uh, Native American Community Development Institute and talk maybe a little more music and a little more what's ahead in the future here with Natke, uh, Natke. Uh, so stay with us. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. 
located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Hey, it's Patrick. While you and your family are ready for summer, make sure your home is ready for summer, too. There are going to be a lot of people over at your house for those barbecues and graduation parties in June, so make sure to check in with my friends at Zero Rest to make sure your floors are in tip-top shape. And now that summer is finally here, it's time to take advantage of Zero Res's best deal of the year. Carpets, tile, rugs, upholstery, basically every surface in your home can be Zero Resified, so it's time to call my cleaning heroes at Zero Res. It's also the perfect time of year to get your air ducts and your dryer vent clean too. You've waited and now you save. Book now and take advantage of the summer sale and get 20% off all services. Schedule your appointment by calling 9520-RES or going to ZeroResMinnesota.com and asking for the AM950 special. Backward or forward spells the same. Zero Res. I'm Elizabeth Sullivan. And I'm Kelly Wagner. Energize yourself with AM950's new programming block, Sunday Shine Radio, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Sunday Shine Radio radiates wellness, consciousness, and curiosity. Join us for green tea conversations at 10, exploring sovereignty with Elizabeth at 11 a.m., and the Being Curious show at noon. Our lineup focuses on igniting your own self-discovery and personal wellness. Tune in every Sunday for Sunday Shine Radio from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And let us guide you on an inspirational journey each week. Hi, this is Frank Brown, owner of Minuteman Press Uptown, Minnesota's only minority-owned union printing company. We have big news. We've moved to North Minneapolis. Why did you move? As a black business owner, I wanted to be part of the North Minneapolis community to provide jobs. Are there other reasons you moved there? We have bigger new equipment and outgrew the other location. What kind of new equipment do you have? We have new equipment that allows us to print quality signage and banners. We also have a new inkjet printer, printing larger sheets, improving production efficiencies. Is the new location easy to find? It's not only easy to find, it's more convenient with plenty of parking. We are now located on Washington Avenue North off I-94 and the Dowling exit. So do you still print everything? We print more than everything. We have over 175 Google reviews with a five-star rating. Call 612-870-0777 or visit mpuptown.com. That's mpuptown.com. We print everything. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for partly cloudy skies tonight with a low around 68. Friday, a chance for thunderstorms with a high near 90. And Saturday, another chance for storms with a high around 86. Eat Local Minnesota is a great way to find locally owned Minnesota restaurants and food purveyors. They feature high quality food and unique eating experiences for your next meal. Some of those restaurants and food purveyors include the Park Tavern and Vinaigrette. Find a full list of all those restaurants and food purveyors at eatlocalminnesota.com. Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Yes, they do. Hey, I'm here with Alex Buffelhead, who's an arts and cultural engagement manager at Native American Community Development Institute here in Minneapolis. And before I let you go, Alex, I want to just... Uh, talk a little bit about what's coming up with the Four Sisters Market, and then talk again about the a gallery and the and the uh, closing. And um, everyone can come down there. One of the things I want to want to bring up, Alex, is that this is open to everyone. All our allies out there. It's not just a native thing. And we see a lot of our allies, like we did today, that come in and enjoy hanging out with us and uh, and doing it in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone is always welcome. Thanks for sharing that, Robert. Um, We have our Four Sisters Farmers Market that's open weekly on Thursdays until October from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., located at 1414 East Franklin Avenue. And um, this coming week, uh, I don't know, whatever next week, next Thursday, we'll be having a raffle. And the following week on June 15th, we'll be doing a food demo. So food tasting, everyone's welcome to join. And 
our farm, we're having on June 17th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. a volunteer day to help just kind of weed stuff, um, to help kind of maintain the garden. And uh, I don't have the address in front of me, but it's on our website, nacti.org. And then yeah, the, the gallery like, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, the farm's really close, and it's it's down by, uh, Robert talks about it, but it, everyone, you know, come down to powwow grounds and, and talk to people. They know where where the where it is and where it's happening and always need help because this garden, you know, is very important and it's pretty new and it's talking about our own sovereignty but also food sovereignty which is really important to us and really has become uh come up in the forefront uh, of native the native community and us natives. Absolutely. Um and the farmers market Sorry, the Four Sisters Farm site, we're hoping will also like help provide fresh, healthy food to just local neighbors and be a learning environment for folks to learn indigenous farming, medicine, and, and our life, life ways. Yeah, and uh, so uh, talk a little bit about what you do. So you, uh, do you reach out to the community and, uh, and how, how, how is it you fit with this great group of people that work for NACT? It's always hard for me to say NACD. NACD. Yeah, NACD. It's, um, it's a very special place. And so my work as, at a nonprofit, I feel like we wear lots of hats. So I oversee our communications of like our website, our social media plans, and work with our other program staff in managing our different program social media channels like the Four Sisters Farmers Market or our Instagram accounts or All My Relations Instagram accounts. And um, I work with our partners um, with kind of larger institutions and other native um, nonprofits in planning community events to um, doing even consulting work with maybe non-native folks in um, one initiative. I think maybe Robert uh, Lilligren has talked about the Friends of the Falls initiative work yeah. and um, just really having that project be native-centered and native voices heard and at the forefront. Um, so yeah, my I I kind of have my toes and and hands and a little bit of everything at NACTI. Well, you know it's exciting, and I don't know uh, if it's the word exciting is correct, but we are coming up to another election cycle, and I know uh, Native American Community Development Institute is really involved with getting out the vote. Absolutely, and kind of one of the biggest things that we're trying to push for folks is that. Um, I don't know if a lot of your listeners are aware of this, but effective July 1st, um, people that are convicted of a felony will have the right to vote restored upon completion of their incarceration. And so we're just really wanting folks to know like, that they can register to vote for this upcoming November 7th um, city council elections in Minneapolis and St. Paul. And so our team make voting a tradition. They, um, they have a table at a lot of community events where they give swag and help people pledge to vote and register to vote and answer any questions that they might have. And I think their next event, there's probably a few that I'm missing, but for sure they're going to be at the Hinkley Powell um, June 16th through the 18th. That is uh, so important. And I think uh, especially with uh, what's happening with uh, uh, people that were in prison are going to be able to vote because a lot of times they feel like uh, left out of society. I think that's a game changer. And thank goodness, really, we live in Minnesota. I just never can say enough about that because our surrounding states are having issues and uh, and Minnesota is being looked at all over the country again as a guiding light, kind of the North Star. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's a good one, though, right, Alex, that, uh, you know, we're going to be able to uh, help people register, but also let people know that that's the case. That's that's a game changer. That's unbelievable, by the way. Yeah, it really is. And um, because of what we do in our different programs, we're kind of, um, we don't really stick in our lanes. We're more organic and flowing. And um, with our campaigns at the last year's election, we worked with artists of different ages to kind of help share out, um, like, the phrase of like make voting a tradition like we don't own that phrase it's for everyone to use um that our decisions that we make and who we vote for will impact our future generations and 
the people, we need to vote for folks that will represent us um, on our like local, state, tribal, and federal levels. Yeah, absolutely. And especially what we've seen here and um, uh, the last few cycles here, it's been really exciting for me to see Gen Z, pull, you know, come up. But also, I know the presidential election, we had an unprecedented amount of Native Americans voting in this last presidential election. And all elections matter, but I'm just putting my finger on that one because we flipped some states. I mean, and we had, and I, and I know... Uh, Make voting a tradition helped up north with 9,000 more uh, Native Americans voting uh, that never voted before. And, and in the urban Indian area, I'm sure you've seen numbers just like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like we've seen, we, we did this partnership with Illuminative of kind of um, testing to see, like, do folks respond more to seeing um, images from artists that reflect themselves or their family members. And we definitely saw increase of engagement with folks who saw like powerful images by Stephen Primo or Jonathan Thunder of like showing families together or just like kind of the environmental justice issues, but represented through different symbols of like showing how important our wild rice beds are and how, um, how important it is like folks are involved with ICWA. And so it's just, I feel like it just there's such a wide range of of justice issues that yeah that need to be well we're we're blessed here too alex with uh you know the lieutenant governor uh who's uh native american as and also our state senator mary kunish the first uh woman uh senator uh native senator a descendant and also you know, we have Heather Keeler and uh, Alec, uh, what is it, Alex? Uh, but also, uh, we have two more. And I mean, we have four people that look like my students in my homeroom that was an all native homeroom. So, to, to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, to, to have people look like them running also helps too uh, and gets people excited because. If you're not at the table, you're being served, and you know there's all these old OG grannies that always say, you know, if you're not at the table, bring up a folding chair and join in because they have to make room for us, and and that seems like what's been happening. All this hard work, like you know, your grandpa's generation, Bud's generation, uh, is really coming to fruition right now, and we're we're able to see it. Even you know, me as a junior in high school, I talk about this a lot. We couldn't uh, practice our own religion in 19, until 1978, and that's in my lifetime. Yeah, and I feel like fortunate to see mascots being changed. Yeah, that's like amazing. The, yeah, yeah. And the states has a new law about that, and also just uh, and I I believe uh, hearts of hearts that you know uh, during the George Floyd. Uh, murder and then the uh, protests after that, that had a big deal to do with the Washington team um, changing their logo because he was never going to change that logo. And then advertisers saw the wave of uh, BIPOC people getting involved and are sick of it and, and their advertisers started to drop out and they had to change their name. So yeah, I, would, I, I never thought I'd see that day. Yeah, definitely we're stronger together. Mm-hmm. Well, we we got a minute left here. Just to give over uh, a, a little more information you want one more time about uh, how people can see your work, what's going on in the avenue, um, just a few things. And uh, I really, really appreciate you stopping in, Alex. I know this is not on your top 10 list to be on the radio, so I really, really appreciate it. Of course. Well, thank you for having me. I'm yeah, it's an honor and it makes me a little bit nervous, but it, it's probably good good practice. <laughs> but yeah, you can learn more about our programs at NACDI.org, N-A-C-D-I.org, and visit us at our farmers market on Thursdays, eleven AM to three PM, or come see the exhibit at All My Relations Arts Gallery that's um, open until June tenth. Otherwise the next one will be opening in July. And it will be um, it hasn't been announced, so maybe I'll just do a secret 
<laughs> no one tell, but it's going to be a solo show by Laura Youngbird. So we're really excited. Oh, wow. Okay. It's be wow. Soon. Yeah. Well, maybe we can uh, do a live uh, broadcast on the opening if it works out, because we'll be on at five o'clock from now on. So we're excited to, to be able to amplify all the great work you do out there. So Alex, thank you so much for stopping in. Thank you. Well, it wasn't too bad, right? You, everything's cool. Now you can go have a cup of coffee and relax. Stay out yeah. of the heat. <laughs> yeah, stay cool, Alex. Thanks so much for coming on, Pina Gigi. Thank right you both. We'll be right in touch. On. Sounds good. All right. Hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. Up next, uh, Wendy Pilot with the Sacred Animal section. We'll be right back. Oh, Stay with us. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Life is a journey, and the Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas will help you get where you want to go. Located in downtown Minneapolis, this affordable two-year college provides free textbooks, a laptop, meals, career coaches, and a metro transit pass, making DFC the perfect pathway to a bachelor's degree. Turn your dreams into reality at Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. Apply today at dfc.stthomas.edu. When it comes to mental health, making connections with others can be a way forward. How do you reach out when you need someone? What do you do to support those who struggle? Connections can bring comfort, hope, and joy. Find ways that work for yourself and others like sending a text, sharing a moment, offering a hug, seeing an old friend, creating space to listen. Visit cmentalhealth.org. That's cmentalhealth.org. cmentalhealth.org. Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion, portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl! Good one, Haley. Hey, I want to introduce my awesome and beautiful wife, Wendy. Wendy's been an animal advocate for many, many years, and she's been doing for almost eight years here on Native Roots Radio, our sacred animal portion of the show, and all our relatives are sacred. So let's take it away, Wendy. Thank you, Robert. Hey, everybody. My name is Hanajihihani. That means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and state level, and it's always my pleasure to do that. I have a couple of things I'd like to talk to you guys about today. Um, again, our friend Alice has posted a couple of really fun animal facts that I want to share, so I want to thank Alice for making my life easy and posting these animal facts so that I could share them with everyone. So here goes. A female humpback whale had become entangled in a spider web of crab traps and lines. She was weighed down by hundreds of pounds of traps that caused her to struggle to stay afloat. She also had hundreds of yards of line rope wrapped around her body, her tail, her torso, a line tug tugging in her mouth. Uh, a fisherman spotted her just east of the Farallon 
islands outside the Golden Gate and radioed for help. Within a few hours, the rescue team arrived and determined that she was so badly off, the only way to save her was to dive in and untangle her. And this was a very dangerous proposition. One slap of the tail could kill a rescuer. They worked for hours with curved knives and eventually freed her. When she was free, the divers say she, she swam in what seemed like a joy, in joyous circles. She then came back to each and every diver, one at a time, nudged them and pushed them gently, thanking them. The guy who cut the rope out of her mouth says her eye was following him the whole time and he will never be the same. I love that story. That's really um, showing animal appreciation. And uh, it's really sad how we are polluting our oceans and these poor animals um, are suffering from it. But I'm happy that the rescue team and the divers were brave enough to get in the water. And even though they knew that one slap of this whale's tail could help to could kill them, they still wanted to help her. So that's a really great story, Alice. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I have another uh, post from Alice. Thanks again, Alice. Um, when re relocating a snail, so a little snail in a shell, do so by gently pushing him forward or gently tapping on his hut or his shell so that he can withdraw himself into it. If you pull on it and you feel resistance, the membrane that connects him to his house tears. It makes him crawl and um contract in terrible pain and it's uh, a sentence him to a death within days uh, so I didn't know this about a snail I'm going to read that over again when relocating a snail do it by gently pushing him forward or gently tapping on his hut or shell so that he withdraws himself into it if you pull on it and you feel resistance, the membrane that connects him to his house tears. It makes him crawl and contract in terrible pain, and it sentences him to death within a few days. And I didn't know this too. A snail's life expectancy is three to ten years, depending on the species. Um, so that is amazing to me. I didn't know that. And I do like snails. Sometimes um, I have found one or two here uh, in Long Beach on the on the sidewalk. Uh, and I'm going to have to really be careful because I think I really just uh, did what I wasn't supposed to do. But I want to get them and off, off, the, off the sidewalk, out of the sun, into some shade, into some moist dirt uh, so that they could live. And here's something to know about uh, a deer and, and her fawn. So this is from a um, Animal Wildlife Rehabilitation Center, and it says, Dear friends, we just received our first phone call regarding a newborn fawn. Therefore, it is time of the year to post this. Dear, uh, dear deliver their newborns in the strangest of places. So re residents will find them and be concerned about them because they'll see a little newborn deer on their lawn, in their garden, under the azalea bush, etc. Most call because they think the fawn is in peril and mom is nowhere to be found. Well, mom is actually off feeding and helping to keep predators away. Those who call ask what they should do for the fawn. Well, we tell them, just leave it alone. Do not touch it, move it, or attempt to feed it. Here's the scoop. Deer are not like horses. They do not have their legs under them immediately and need time to rest after birth. Horses get up and go, and that's a sign of a healthy horse. A healthy fawn will curl up, nap most of the day, and just move their heads. They have no scent, and predators cannot find them unless humans interfere. Mom leaves during the day for two primary reasons. One, to feed and to keep her scent a distance from the fawn. So mom will come back unless something tragic happens to her. 
but don't expect her until dusk and certainly don't expect her uh, if humans are around, hovering around. So if you are fortunate enough to have a gift of a fawn, please enjoy the experience and respect Mother Nature and let mom do what comes naturally. She will move the fawn daily so you may see it in different locations. Um, but please let your friends know about this so that uh, they'll leave the fawn alone. Listen, if I didn't know that and I saw a fawn in our backyard, Robert, I would be the first one to to go over there and try to give it water and call the rehabilitation center. Um, but here's another thing too about uh, fledglings. So fledglings are birds that have their wings uh, and people will find them on the ground and try to save them. But leave me there. That's what this post says. So leave the fledgling there. I am a fledgling. I didn't need your help. My mom was helping me. The process of fledgling begins with jumping out of the nest. Then it takes the fledgling three to four days to learn how to fly. So they're going to be on the ground for three to four days. Well-meaning people often rescue. However, this is the time in my life when my mom teaches me how, how to fear, forage, and fly. Yes, there are dangers living in the wild, but growing up wild is a critical part of the learning process. So if you see this little bird on the ground, it's, it, it's finding its way, and it's going to take it three to four days to learn how to fly. Now, I have um, other things that I'm going to talk to you about on the uh, next time, and it's uh, about how dogs don't like certain smells and you'll be surprised because they're probably the same smells that you and I don't like. But with that, thank you very much, Robert. It's always my pleasure to talk about our sacred animals. Um, until next time. Wow. Thanks, Wendy. Uh, really appreciate, uh, appreciate that. And um, always great having you on and I know you're with our family in New York here and doing some great stuff. Uh, and so I'm really excited. And uh, thank you so much. Haley, what a great show we had today. Uh, I can't say enough. Uh, having Alex on, oh, what a exciting, exciting uh, day we had here. here and it was a good day. Like, oh, I, I like the, the echo. I hear my voice <laughs> twice. Hey. If you're part of, if you're listening to the show, you're part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground in which we stand on is sacred ground. It's the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier. Now. now. Right on. <laughs> <laughs>